Thanks for joining us here at the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit our website, lightsandiego.com. December 27th, 2020. Um, Holy smokes. This is very interesting. Uh, I'm Jen, by the way, married to Benji. And um, I felt like I was supposed to preach a message right before the new year. And um, it's really funny because I decided to go to the beginning of 2020 and look at my journals and kind of think, you know, look at what my New Year's resolutions and all that were, because I'm a, I'm a big New Year's resolution girl. Um, I take it really seriously. People are like, it sets you up to fail. I'm like, no, even if I grow a little bit, it's worth it to put, you know, have some vision for your life and purpose for that year. Um, I always seek God and and ask him for a word for the year to keep my eyes fixed on him. And um, 2020, what my word of the year was wonder. And it's just so interesting to look back because um, even when I was writing in my journal, I remember going, is this, I remember asking the Lord in the beginning of 2020, I remember asking, Lord, is this like looking for your wonder, you know? in all the things? Or is this like, I wonder what God is up to? (laughs) And I said it really jokingly in one of my prayer times with the Lord, but I was like, all the while, even if it's filled with a bunch of, I wonder what God is up to, or if it's, you know, looking for the wonder of God, it really kept me um, in in a good heart posture to be able to look for the wonder. So the this message is going to be on our heart and on our eyes. And as we look back, we're going to look at look at our heart. What did the Lord do this year? Um, and then as we look forward into the new year, 2021, uh, we're going to look at our, take a look at our eyes. So on January 1st in my Lectio Divina, which we, shameless plug, we have these Lectio Divinas. These are our new ones. Um, this was actually part of the a painting that I did during quarantine. And um, it just was, you know, saying, okay, Lord, what are the beautiful things that um, can come out of such a wild time? And so I thought I'd put it on our Lectio. And then, um, and these Lectios are for helping us stay in the Word and the Bible. And Doing it together communally as Light Church has been really special because everybody's kind of on the same page. Even if the other people have, they have different studies and things that they're doing. This has um, just been really special. Uh, so I just wanted to read to you January 1st, uh, 2020, what I had written down before knowing what kind of a year it was going to be. Dear Jesus, I really love you. I am so glad that I'm your daughter and that you're my master. I want to be fully aware of you this year, fully your workmanship, fully your poem, fully your child enraptured by your beauty, glory, 
availability, and friendship. Your banner over me is love. You've given me an undying hope and future. I can't believe I get to be alive. What a gift. This breath. That breath. All gift. I'm undeserving. I didn't decide to be made. You decided I would be. My life is not my own. My life belongs to you. My days are yours for the taking. I am yours. You are mine. I will live in wonder this year, awaiting your voice, awaiting your heart, awaiting your presence. Love you, King. Love your little girl. And there was so many, it stopped me in my tracks reading this because never have I ever been so aware of breath and what a gift it is. Never have I been so aware of knowing that the one place that is um, predictable and sustainable and continuing is being in his arms, in his presence. Never have I been more aware of saying, my life belongs to you. Never have I been more aware that he is our undying hope. He is our hope. Um, and so, you know, there was a few other things. I, I went back. I actually, <laughs> I actually, when I was looking in my journal, I saw that I had prepared a sermon for this week, for this week of last year. And um, I must have been too scared to do it. But I kind of laughed that, you know, I didn't even realize that when I was preparing this message that the Lord's been putting something on my heart this time of year, you know, last year as well. Um, but I kind of wrote this list. It's really interesting. There's a few things that I wrote when I was looking at the beginning of 2020. And um, I wrote cut the things that I wanted to cut and things I wanted to add. So the things I wanted to cut, I said I wanted to cut social media. I wanted to add face-to-face. -face. That one kind of made me laugh because face-to-faceness has been kind of evaporated this year. Um, and social media and media and news and all that has been just um, really cultivated. Uh, I wanted to cut bitterness. I'm like this, again, 2020, cultivated an environment of bitterness. Um, and the Lord was already giving me a path and a plan to be able to get out of the, these things that 2020 was going to be cultivating. So I wanted to cut bitterness. I wanted to add love. Um, I wanted to cut apathy. The Lord has been showing me so much. Apathy is not humility. Um, apathy is, uh, the apathy is not stepping into the things that really scare us that God put on our hearts to do. Um, so cut apathy, add creativity, um, cut fear. Again, 2020, cultivated fear. Um, and then add wonder. And I was staring at my list and it was just like mind boggling. I also said cut Diet Coke, add water. I'm going to add that one, but, you know, you can still be praying for me because 2020 also 
cultivated Diet Coke. So I'm trying. I'm like, here's my water. I'm trying. Um, but as I was looking at 2020, I was like, oh my gosh, all the things that I wanted to cut. 2020 cultivated the environment of all those things that were obviously things that I was fixated on in the beginning of 2020, um, but all the more how they would make themselves so available to me um, and how all the things that I wanted to add are basically come from secret place with the Lord. So face-to-face, -face, love, creativity, living in his wonder. And I just looked at that and I just, man, reviewing the year. I mean, there's a lot to review and there's probably people that are like, I don't want to review the year. It's going to cause me PTSD. You have no idea. I like the greatest thing that I did this year was survive the year, you know? And if that is you, we celebrate you. You know, if you're saying, hey, I, the fact that I simply survived, we rejoice with you. And I think we so often in our faith can look at how we remained in God. But if you're like, I, I barely remained, I'm just alive. We can look at his work in that and that he remained with you, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that, yes, you survived and don't give up. Keep going. Um, but I was looking at the tug of war of where, you know, I was at, and then also the entire year of reality versus hope and just going, man, the reality set before us, um, was the breeding ground for all these things. And, but the Lord every single day to this day is faithful to provide us with a secret place with him where he will replenish Love, well, he will replenish creativity. He will replenish his wonder and he will be face to face with us. He will um, continually offer himself to us. And I was just thinking, man, the faithfulness of God. There's actually this quote. It, somebody posted it, posted it on the Instagram. Um, and I have not, all my stuff's all crazy. Hold on. I have not been able to get over this quote. Um, Gratitude is the basis of all holiness. The most holy person you know is the most grateful person you know. Ronald Rollheiser. Um, the most holy person you know is the most grateful person you know. And that really like hit me. Like just, man, Lord, I... As much as I want to sit and I want to be like, what in the world, looking back at 2020, I'm like, man, Lord, like, even if it takes me sitting down and digging with everything that I am to find something, Lord, I want to be the one that comes back and is grateful and that notices, Lord, where you've been, what you've been doing. Um, I want to live from that place. Um So as I was looking at that and going, man, okay, as I review the year, as I look at my heart, you know, how, Lord, like, how am I recognizing the things that, man, I'm thankful for this. And one of the things that I said in the beginning that I recognized, I've never recognized breath 
so much. And um, I've never been so aware of just the gift of being alive. And, um, there, you know, I'm not going to share with you my whole thankful list, but I um, welcome you to make a list and write. And even if it takes digging and crying and frustration, uh, write a list of what you're grateful for. And then I always, at the end of the year, I look at what do I need to let go of? Um, if you just roll over into 2021, you're not going to magically be over your bitterness. You're not going to magically be over your fear. There's certain things that as we look at 2020, there's things that need to go. There's things that um, are not welcome into our next season. And it doesn't mean that you don't have this tug of war, that it's this Oh my gosh, Lord, like I, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've given things to the Lord that I've given to him before. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, Lord, here I am again. Um, you know, I read, I read one of my, my prayers that I recently wrote and I wrote, I looked at it and I was laughing because I had no idea what it was regarding, but it was humorous how many times I've kind of written this prayer out to the Lord. And I really said, Lord, like, I know I'm probably super frustrating sometimes, but you are so faithful. You are so good. And I'm sorry when I, you know, I'm frustrating. And how, how many times do we feel like that? Like, oh, shoot, like, I got to bring this thing back to the Lord. But, you know, I brought it to him again, you know, before. Um, but... Be super intentional about bringing those things to the Lord and having a soft heart. I think this year easily could um, have turned our hearts to stone. But coming before the Lord, coming in, not just pointing the blame at all the things that need to change, but going like, man, Lord, I, I want you to look into my um, heart. What are the things I need to repent of? What are the things that I need to lay at your feet again? Um, you know, there, there's so much change, tension, flame, anger, friction, disappointment um, was kind of the Petri dish we were living in this last year. Um, but the Lord coming before him and asking, hey, Lord, in your hands, you're able to, even if nothing else changes, you're able to change me. So I repent of my um, apathy. I repent of my bitterness. I repent of my fear. I lay these things down. Um, I repent for going to any news source media to get something when you just are constantly available to me to give me what I need, which is hope, which is a sure foundation, which is an unshakable kingdom, which is um, unending creativity and love and power and a sound mind. Um, so I repent. And um, so I just pray that in this moment that you would take a minute where you would go, Lord, look at me. Um, I, I kind of have this analogy, you know, there's a lot of times that you want to be somebody that changes the whole world, you know? <laughs> like one of the things that I say to Benji often is, how do you think, you know, I actually, I wake up at like midnight a lot of nights and I wake up kind of in a fury and like a little panic and I go, how do you think everybody in the whole world is doing? And he's always like, you know, it's okay, Jen, it's okay. And I 
have like a little moment where I pray and then I go to sleep and I feel like the Lord um, really, I was kind of having that moment just thinking about the whole world, you know, and how that's like too big of a bite to chew, like just to be thinking about that. And, um, but I felt like the Lord was like, you have a tangible world that is around you. You have people right in front of your face. And it actually made that world really small this year. Um, in some ways he made it bigger, in some ways he made it smaller. And, um, and, and so it was just simplify and look at the actual people that are your tangible world and how, um, how can you just think like about what the Lord wants to do in their lives and how you can, you know, maybe impact, you know, maybe it's, three people's lives in a very tangible way that is crucial to their lives, but it's tangible and it's the Lord's already given it to you. Um, you know, when we're asking for all the big things, it's like, man, Lord, like help me to be trustworthy with the little things and that are right in front of my face and how you want to change me and grow me in that space. And it kind of, it made me think about, you know, one of the things that when I was in my early 20s, I had a dream to, um, I, at the time I was actually, I was um, in a jazz band in LA and I would just do like, you know, the coffee shop it, coffee shop circuit and weddings and different things. And it was just, brought me so much life. And um, I'd lead worship on Sundays and then I'd be doing, you know, jazz on Fridays and Saturdays. And it was just so sweet to have that just, um, creative experience. And, um, you know, so I had this dream. I was like, I, you know, by 2020, I think I was 20 years old, 17 years ago, Lord have mercy. Um, I was like, by 2020, I'm going to sing at the Hollywood bowl. And, um, that's just, it's my favorite venue. It's where I've seen everybody. Like, it's just, it's so special and personal to me. And, I, you know, I like to dream big. Like I said, I'm a resolutions girl. So I was like, I'm going to go to the Hollywood Bowl, you know, by 2020. 2020 comes and it's, you know, nobody's singing at the Hollywood Bowl. Even the people that were planning on singing at the Hollywood Bowl are not singing at the Hollywood Bowl. It has been shut down. And so it was, there was a, there was a sense of like, whoa, the reality that this dream didn't happen, you know? And the reality that, like, even people that were scheduled to have that dream fulfilled didn't get to have it happen. So on my birthday, you know, Benji's like, what do you want to do today? And I was like, I want to go sing at the Hollywood Bowl. And he's like, you know, okay. And I was like, no, let's go. So <laughs> we drove up to the Hollywood Bowl. And I went up to the security guard and I was like, hey, you know, like, um, how's it going? Can I just maybe go like, look at the, look at the Hollywood Bowl and, you know, everybody, I have my mask on, they have their masks on, they look at me like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great, you know. And we found a little like park and walked up and it was like Benji and my children and 
me and my little ukulele. And I ended up singing to my family like five or six songs. And, you know, in the background, like Augustine like runs over and goes like peas in a bush. And you can hear all my kids, you know, making noise. And, you know, and then in the background, you see the Hollywood Bowl. And I just really felt like I simplified. I'm, I made like... I simplified um, your world right now. And like these, you know, the, this, this is where I need you to really hone in and focus in and, and um, impact them. And uh, yeah, it was just a really convicting moment and also really special to go, man, there, you know, it's really funny. I say to them, will you be my Hollywood ball? And all the kids, they'll be like, yeah. And so that means they'll sit and listen to me play them a song in our house. And just recently, I told Jubilee, I said, Jubilee, will you be my Hollywood ball? And she's like, well, have you practiced any new songs? <laughs> I'm like, no, still the same five. Sorry. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about with that, with looking at our heart. So it's like, you know, um, looking at our heart, looking at the last year, looking at what to let go of, um, looking at what to thank God for. And then I just, I wanted to talk about, you know, when, when you look at, I think it's on another paper. Hold on. All back and forth. When you look at some of the greatest stories, you know, that you've ever heard, you know, um, and I may have said this before. Sometimes I'm like, did I say this? But I've only preached one other time this year. So if I did, I only got a handful of stories, I guess. Um, but when you look at the greatest stories, um, the greatest stories I've ever seen have, have had miserable chapters. It's a common denominator of every great story. And I just think of, um, you know, but the wildly unmistakable beauty is that you um, you see how people exude uh, joy and strength, resilience and softness. And I, I feel like the end of the story is not this story of like all this craziness happened and now I'm in this state of perpetual bitterness. It's like the, the lives that have really impacted me have been like, holy moly, you went through that, 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 and that, and you have the softest heart. And I was just thinking about how this year could very easily harden and make us um, just a brittle, broken, jacked heart. Or we could go, Lord, like use this to stretch me, use this to make me pliable, use this to make me softer. At the end of this, I want to have more meekness. I want to have more compassion. I want to have more empathy. I don't want to grow cold. I want to stay warm. You know, I want to have a soft heart. Um, and so, you know, what I would say is as you look at this, go, man, where are the places where you've really gotten hard? And I was just thinking about how you cannot compartmentalize the spaces of your heart. So, if you get a hardened heart in several areas, it will translate into the things that you don't want to be hard. 
You know, I just, I think about like with my family, when my heart is hardening in so many different ways, but I want it so badly to remain soft to them, it won't. You cannot compartmentalize the spots in your heart that are hard or are soft. At some point, it will spill over. At some point, my hardened heart will affect the people around me and will hurt them and damage them. Even though I want to keep my heart soft, at least for them, it has to be a full transformation to where I can have a heart that the, that the Lord is using that is soft, that is receiving mercy, and that it, flowly, it freely flows from my life. Um, and the last thing, that point, I mean, that first point, looking at our hearts, it's messy, it's complicated, but I pray that you would, um, you know, really assess the things that the Lord brings up to you and maybe something came from that. And this will be a little bit shorter, but looking at our eyes, um, two of the verses, let me see. Look at all my things. Two of the verses that uh, the Lord put on my heart um, are, I, I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2. And also, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I was like, I know that says something, but my handwriting is really sloppy. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider him. Consider him. Consider him. Think on him. Fix your eyes on him. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful man so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus, we consider you. We fix our eyes on you. Lord, that is going to be the thing that keeps us from growing weary and losing heart. Consider him. So I just say in 2021, maybe you're like, I can't even write anything of a resolution or a thing, you know? You know, I, I, I look at resolutions and I go like, man, people so badly crave momentum seasons. They so badly crave growth charts and change and you know, all these different things. And it may be like, that was ripped to shreds because this actually feels like a year I was buried. And if that is what it felt like for you, what I would say is be encouraged in being buried in that beautiful things can grow from being buried. And you just have to have the faith and trust that while you're under the soil, that the Lord is doing things faithfully show up, faithfully uh, consider him, faithfully fix your eyes on him and the, the fruit will be sweet and um, you will see it. And even though, oh my gosh, this is not momentum. This is survival. This is not momentum. This is survival. It's like 
survive, keep going, don't give up, and know that the Lord can use this moment of you feeling buried to grow something beautiful in your life. And if there's certain things that need to stay gone, don't let them into 2021. Um, be intentional about the um, what your intention, what your focus is this year. Um, and then, you know, uh, let me see. Oh, Rick Warren, I was going to say this. Rick Warren said, whatever gets your focus gets your attention. Um, whatever gets your attention is going to get you. And I kept thinking back to that, things I wanted to cut list, you know, and how, like, all the things that got my focus and attention um, were things that were robbing me of life. And I think that there's things that you can get your focus and your attention on things that need to change in the world. But from a place of like, that's getting my attention so I can fast and pray. That's getting my attention so I can reach out and help somebody. That's getting my attention so I can make a change in this thing. So that is okay. But ultimately going, Lord, I want you to get all my attention because you are the one that keeps my soft, my heart soft and to see other people's needs and get outside of my head and get, get into what your work is that you're doing. So him always being the one that is our North Star that keeps our heart. And um, yeah, just knowing that this may, this may be a time that you're counting things different, that you're looking and assessing and things differently. But I would just say, um, consider the Lord, notice him. That's the one thing I wanted you to get. And you know, so if we can look back, look at our heart, look at this last year, you know, what do we need to um, let go of? What do we need to thank him for? And then looking into the new year, um, is the Lord getting our focus? Is he getting our attention? Um, looking at our eyes and going, Lord, help me to set my, set my focus, set my attention on you. So I'm going to pray this prayer that I prayed over at the beginning of last year. And I'm going to pray it over all of us. Dear Jesus, we really love you. We are so glad that we're your kids and that you're our master. We want to be fully aware of you this year. Fully your workmanship. Fully your poem. Fully your children enraptured by your beauty, glory, available availability, and friendship. Your banner over us is love. You've given us an undying hope and future. We can't believe we get to be alive. What a gift. This breath. That breath. All gift. I'm, we are undeserving. We didn't decide to be made. You decided we would be. Our life is not our own. Our lives belong to you. Our days are yours for the taking. We are yours and you are ours. We will live in wonder this year, awaiting your voice, awaiting your heart, awaiting your presence. We love you, King.
love your kids. Thanks for joining us here at the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit our website, lightsandiego.com.